0: Case number 22 1089, Final Institute Inc. petitioner versus Environmental Protection Agency. Mr. Gunting for the petitioner, Ms. Brown for the respondent. Mr. Gunting, good morning. Good
1: morning.
2: I'll uh, reserve three minutes for rebuttal. Uh, first, just briefly, I'll address the merits of the test order and then I'll turn 19B motion. Two issues here. On the merits, when Congress amended TSCA in 2016, it gave EPA authority to issue test orders. EPA can do so without warning, giving the test order recipients an opportunity to submit comments beforehand. However, Congress also put in place numerous guardrails to ensure that this test order authority is not abused. In other words, EPA has to show more than just a data gap. It has to show a data need. So along these lines, Congress established in Section 4 a stepwise process to ensure that expensive and time-consuming advanced testing would only be required after EPA had first considered less intrusive tiered approaches to inform whether there was in fact a data need. So as part of that tiered approach, Congress placed certain obligations on EPA. First, EPA must consider all reasonably available information regarding hazard and exposure.
0: Mr. Goddard, we have a rule against reading the argument. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll
3: I'll help you, because I have some questions. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, And I want to start with some questions that I think are pure questions of law. The, The EPA says its test order, and I'm reading from their brief 36 to 37. The EPA says their test order does not need to explain how it ruled out alternative testing methods. I know you disagree with that. What's your best reason for disagreeing?
2: If you're, they they have a conclusory answer and they say, we don't know of any names. We know under Section 4 and under the Substantial Evidence Standard, you have to do more than a conclusory statement. You have to explain, what did I consider? What did I look at? And what is my reasoning? A conclusory statement, especially where you just Rule out everything. It doesn't tell me the stakeholder, and it doesn't tell
3: this court what uh, you know what, okay. what they did. Then the EPA says on page 38 of its brief, its test order does not need to cite substantial evidence in the test order itself. I, I know you disagree with that as well. What's your reason for disagreeing? It would
2: be the same answer. The statement of need. Congress set this up. The statement of need. Means to describe how the, the information before it led to its conclusion. Uh, it has to explain its decision, and that comes from both the the statement of uh, a need specifically. And uh, what's the authority?
3: What's the authority that says they can't just do that during litigation?
2: Well, this is a, a and this is an APA case. See, I mean, they're limited to the administrative record. And well, let's
3: back up. They House, say it can be in the record. But it doesn't have to be in the test order. And I know you think that's wrong. Yes. What's your authority for thinking that's wrong? I think
2: if you look at section four a two, section four that that section anticipates a statement of need that tells us what its reason was and how it came to decide that there was a data need. You cannot just say just look at the administrative record. There has to be some explanation. It says
3: describe. It says explain. and now I'm going to go from pure law to law okay. applied to facts. But and and by the way, I mean, of course, they can't just explain post hoc in litigation. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, what is your single best example of the EPA not explaining itself well enough?
2: I, I think there are actually two. <laughs> just, just, sort
3: of, just one. Sorry,
2: I do you, the, you I'll, can say two, but. Yep. I'll do one because I think it, it. They have a chart on page A, J, zero one zero where they identify some uh, analogs, and then they identify with an X study. We don't know what the study is. It doesn't tell us what the study is. It just says an acute study for birds. So we don't know what that study is. And that's an important thing because acute studies can indicate low toxicity. They can be used to extrapolate to chronic toxicity. I
1: I thought that was the Elevara study.
2: No, this is not the L of R, sorry. It's just something else. So the L of R study involved 112 TCE. That's the the chemical at issue here. Right,
1: but I thought that was the acute study.
2: <laughs> that is an acute study. Okay. But there's an X in that uh, chart that indicates there's also an acute study for 111 TCE, an analog. We don't know what that analog or that uh, study is.
3: This is the chart that has, I think, seven studies. Yes, seven studies, and. Did you know which studies those were uh, no. prior to I know you're saying you didn't know what, what this one study was. Yes. You didn't know what any of those seven studies were. No. Right?
2: And we still don't. We we
3: still have to
2: guess. Now that we have our chart that they pointed to in the administrative record, which was not cited in the test order, we can guess it's the Dow study, but we
3: still don't have something connecting those two. um We're in a world where there's going to be some testing. Okay, the chemical needs. We need to know something more about the chemical. Can you walk me through a chain of events where some lower level or screening tests occur, and they don't lead to vertebrate testing? Yes. The way they
2: set it up is a stepwise process. Let's say you have three or four, you know, tiered version, you know, tiered things you could do. If those arrows are all pointing to low toxicity, or it's actually the weight of the evidence, it's not, it's not even all the arrows. If all the, if, if, the weight of the evidence and those arrows are pointing towards low toxicity and low exposure at frequency in the, in the, uh, in environment, then EPA should be asking itself, should we order this more expensive, you know, year long, multi-year long testing? And so that can be done through acute studies and extrapolating to chronic it can be done through doing in vitro testing, it can be looking at analogs. And so when you put all that together, we're not asking for a threshold determination on unreasonable risk like you do under 4A1. But we're saying, look, look at all of the, the, the information, where are the arrows pointing? And if they all kind of seem to be pointing towards low toxicity and exposure, and maybe we shouldn't be doing a year-long test at two hundred. I,
3: I think I understand that now.
2: Yeah. Um, has the testing started? The, the quail testing? We have. We're still in the preliminary. We haven't
3: started feeding the quail. What's before. the risk that this is going to become moot before we decide the case?
2: I don't. So the the testing, as of right now, we think will be done in late summer, early fall, with the final report later than that. So if uh, we're going to rule
1: for you, we better
2: do it. Yes. Before, somewhat soon. Before summer.
1: Yes. When when do the die. Well,
2: <laughs> I, I, I've i asked that question. And it's not quite clear, but it would be at the end because you have to have them live. It's a chronic, they have to eat over time and then actually lay leg eggs. So, so you start poisoning them before that. I wouldn't put it that way, Your Honor, but <laughs> yes, but not so, I mean, they have to survive. They have to live. I mean, it's a chronic
1: study. So if we can go back to what you were saying about that chart, I mean, the the statute says they have to, identify the need um, for the new information, describe how information reasonably available to the administrator was used, et cetera. You just seem to be asking for a level of specificity that I, I'm, it's not clear to me is required by the statutory mandate.
2: So, so if you look at the plain language, it has a lot of, you know, guardrails that I was discussing. And so, you know, everything from, you know, has to do with best available evidence and a weight of the evidence. I think to, to address your issue though, EPA, th- this is a very discrete issue. It's, you know, what's the impact on birds, And I think EPA is certainly qualified to quickly narrow the NAMs, the new approach technologies, and the studies that would be relevant, it's, you know, down to two, three, four that they have to discuss. So we're not saying, I think, as, as uh, EPA argued, you know, you have to look at this huge mass of evidence. It's a very discrete question, and I and again because of, you know, EPA can narrow it down pretty quickly, but then it does have to tell us you know, whether it's the NAMs, whether it's the studies, what did they think, what was their reasoning, and, and I'm not seeing that in the test order or even in the administrative record.
1: Didn't they say at JA nine? They talk. They explain the table. Can I say as shown in the table below, terrestrial environmental hazard data were identified, et cetera. There seems to be some discussion in addition. Some but I guess what I'm more interested in is like what's the legal principle you're trying to apply here? Because like the, the legal mandate's pretty broad, and you're saying, well, it needs to be more specific. So how do I know what's specific enough in your view? I I think that
2: the, the test order is so conclusory if, if you use that as a jumping off point um i do think there has to be enough that we can sit down and understand you know so so for example with an acute study they could say in a paragraph here are are, our criticisms of this study this is why we're not going to listen to it we're not asking for a book or
1: anything sounds really specific
2: But i think that's what congress said if you look at the plain language of the statute. They place some significant burdens on 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 EPA to do this, and I think it's because they didn't want EPA just issuing test orders, because they also have an option to do a consent
1: agreement. No, I understand that. I just don't yeah. quite understand what legal standard you're asking us to apply. I mean, it's just a substantial mm-hmm. evidence. Oh, oh, standard, yeah, it's a substantial evidence. I don't see opposite. why this isn't substantial evidence. So, so you, you want just much more explanation and specificity, but I don't know why. I need that just to find substantial
2: evidence. I mean, if you look at the few cases where this court has implemented substantial evidence standard under Taska, this court has gone into great detail, looked at the administrative record, looked at the explanations that the uh, the agency gave EPA, and then also looked at the record for contrary evidence. I mean, it, it is not arbitrary and capricious. And so the flip side of that coin is that the agency has to do its job, it has to identify on some level, the facts that it considered, what its reasoning is, what judgment calls it made, and what how it dealt with the contrary evidence. That is, that's, that is what Congress imposed on EPA. That is the plain language of the statute. See, my time is up. Thank you. All right. We'll
0: give you a couple minutes to reply. Thank Brown. you. Good <clears throat> morning, may it please the court. Lara Brown, on behalf of respondent EPA, I'd like to begin by addressing the merits of the test order and then turning to the 19B motion. Now, TSCA requires—excuse me yeah, Tosca requires EPA to assess the hazards and the exposures of 112 trichloroethane to birds. And in the test order, EPA explained that it conducted a systematic and comprehensive search on the avian toxicity chemical poses, could potentially pose, and it identified one study, the aloe vera study. And that study concluded that the chemical killed and deformed chick embryos when it was injected into their eggs. EPA also explained in the test order that it had identified monitoring data that showed that this chemical is in the environment. It's in the air, water, soil, biota, all of which birds are exposed. How
3: much of the test order was such, was so generic that you could copy and paste it into the other 74 chemicals that you've recently ordered testing?
0: I do, the statement of need is specific to the to the work that was going to be done here, the work, the information that was required and the explanation of why it was required. Procedures that are going to be required. The protocol is specific to these tests, but there is nothing in the statute in Congress. Would it be fair
1: n-
3: to say the vast majority of the statement of need could be copy and pasted into 74 other chemicals? I disagree. Okay. Tell me why.
0: There, the statement of need has to meet certain, certain statutory requirements. However, Congress did not expect or, ex- or, auth- or dictate that EPA create some sort of exhaustive decisional document. The the statement of need has four requirements. Identify the need. Explain how information, reasonably and available information, was used to inform EPA's decision to order the test. Explain why you're requiring vertebrae testing. And explain why you're issuing an order. Those are unique to this circumstance. And those explanations do not have to be complicated in law. Here, EPA identified the need. That one test they could find on the toxicity of 112 TCA showed it was toxic.
3: I'm with, I'm with you on yeah. the 1979 pheasant study. It's, it's good. It's something for you. something for me. Um, Can I ask you the two questions that I asked your opposing counsel about these two quotes from your brief? And I'm at 36 to 37. Mm-hmm. The first thing you said is um, your test order does not need to, quote, explain how it ruled out alternative testing methods. Uh, Now you heard Vinyl's answer to that. Uh, What's your response?
0: There's nothing in the statute that requires EPA to explain how it ruled out alternative information.
3: And then you said on the next page, page 38, your test order does not need to quote, cite substantial evidence in the test order itself. Response to that?
0: EPA can rely on the record in support of the statements made in the order. The standard of review for a test order is substantial evidence taken in the record of the, as a whole. The petitioner would like to avoid considering the statements in the record that directly support the statement that EPA made right. in the record.
3: But you're distinguishing between the record and your explanation in the test order, right? Well, I believe, you
0: th- yes. You yes, I am. I am. I am so, distinguishing
3: and then, So let's say that you won't like this, but let's say that I, I disagree with you about those two pure questions of law, whether you need to explain how you ruled out alternative test methods, and whether you need to cite substantial evidence of the test order itself. If I disagree with you there, I think I have to I have to um, vote with the petitioner here. Would, would you agree with me?
0: Well, I, if I disagree, with, if you if you disagree it, with me. Yes, but I'm going to try to convince you to okay, not disagree with it. me. Okay. So I would point you to Section 424 of TSCA. And in that section, The statute requires that EPA list all of the studies it considered in conducting a risk evaluation and describe the results of those studies. That is not required in section four for a test order. I mean, Congress, when it, it, Congress, the purpose of amending TSCA was to assist EPA to obtain in the information it needs to conduct a risk evaluation for which EPA must have 20 ongoing at a time and is subject to strict test statutory deadlines. Congress was not going to require, it, it was clear in the legislative history that Congress is not creating procedural and, and uh, burdensome processes, time-consuming processes for EPA to get this information. That was an explicit, one of the explicit intents of Congress in amending TOSCA and giving EPA this authority to issue test orders, and so for petitioner, And Amici to to assert that EPA needs to go and explain every study it identified, explain why every new approach methodology is inappropriate, is well setting EPA up to the the issues that it faced before TOSC and obtaining the information it needs to quickly conduct risk evaluations as Congress has required it to do.
3: I I take their argument to be a little different than that. I think maybe if the test voter had said, look, these are the two or three closest most relevant studies that are out there already, and here's why they're not relevant enough, or here's why they're not good enough. Um, then I, I, think that you, that might have gotten you there.
0: Well, I think they did. Okay, so tell me e- where they did e- that. Extensive search for avian toxicity. Patients. This is described in the test report. It, it explained the databases it searched. It said we found one study. The aloe vera study, but it's not good enough. And I think petitioners would agree it's not good enough. And EPA explained why it's not good enough because it's acute study. That means it's only the, the, the birds are being subjected to a very high dosage of the chemical it's in, in their eggs. And, the, I'm with, and I'm with you on the
3: 1979. Pheasant, pheasant study. Sure,
0: but it's the only study. So they dis- and they discussed it and they said this is why it's not acceptable. And they said we searched for other analogs and they identified them in the test order. Analogs are simil- similar chemicals that they could
3: use. I, think, to- I mean, just, this, this does get awfully into the the weeds, and um, I, I think this case probably has more to do with pure questions of law. But we'll ask you. <laughs> uh, I'm at J41. The order is in pen Addendum E, uh, and I think it's describing. I think this is the 1979 pheasant study. I think, but it is a pheasant study about 111. Does that ring a bell at all?
0: What? CA? I'm sorry, is that what you said? RATCA. Yes.
3: Uh, and so EPA probably, presumably decided that this study wasn't enough to better understand the effects of the similar chemical 112 TCA. Did I get it? Correct. It's fine. I mean, you're going to tell me the reason. But why, why wasn't the reason in the order?
0: The reason was in the order. Okay. EPA explicitly stated, we need chronic toxicity data. And this is important because I think it's somewhat lost on non-toxicologists, but chronic toxicity data, which is clearly stated, the need EPA has is for chronic toxicity data. If birds are exposed to this chemical in the environment at little tiny doses for their whole lifespan, is it going to have an, an adverse effect on their eggs, on their growth, et etc.? The aloe vera study.
1: Judge Walker's question was, are there chronic studies for the one one No, no, they're not. What, about, what what was the study X in JA, <laughs> J-A-10? Um,
0: that's the study that Judge Walker is referring to. Okay, so it's not chronic. It's not chronic. The I see. EPA explained they didn't find any chronic studies for any of the similar chemicals. And they need chronic data. So whether there or not they need.
3: there is a table with seven studies, and, and I, I honestly can't tell you the JA number off the top of my head. Okay. I think that your opposing counsel was was discussing it, and and he said he he can't figure out what those seven studies even are. Did can, would should he have been able to figure it out?
0: Yes, okay. I think he should have. Awesome. I will say it's a little hard to find. And so one point I wanted to raise is that I do not think it's post hoc rationalization for counsel to identify in the record where support exists. So I am pointing you- You're distinguishing
3: again between the record and the test order, right? And the record wasn't released with the test order. Oh,
0: I thought you were asking about that.
3: Well, I, I, but then I, okay,
0: you're,
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're right. I pivoted for a second
0: there. Okay. Well, I will say in the test order, you're right. The studies aren't identified. The ones that EPA found will be to be irrelevant were not identified. The one that it found to be relevant, but not enough because it was an acute exposure and it explained the limitations in the test order. It wasn't. It shouldn't have been a surprise to um, to petitioners to understand why we couldn't EPA couldn't re- rely solely on the vera study.
3: So, are you conceding that Vinyl needed the administrative record in order to understand the order?
0: Nope, okay. I am not conceding that. First of all, Vinyl by the Vinyl Institute review, had it had access to the analogs. EPA searched for data. EPA in its test order explained step by step how it looked for these studies they could have repeated that process they never named the studies. they did not name the studies then the 1979 that's, that's correct because they found out they, found, they determined they were irrelevant i mean it's we're at this point where is epa's, is just EPA's burden like any, okay. I don't, burden to to explain everything they did in a test order and the test and purpose of the test order is the reason congress has given epa this new authority is to make it simpler, the process simpler for EPA to get the information, I really don't think that that squares with the legislative history, the actual language in the statute, describe how you used available information. It does not say, explain how you ruled out using existing studies and identify those studies. Section 24J, to some extent, does that. It says, EPA, when you're issuing the risk evaluation, which will ultimately potentially regulate this chemical, then EPA has more. It has to show more of its work.
3: But I think on on a spectrum between that extreme, listing every book, every article you looked at, and take our word for it, other than the 1979 study, we're not going to give you any specifics. And you have to sue to find out more. I think that's a broad spectrum, and I think probably the standard is in between there.
0: Well, I would say, I don't think they have to sue to find out more. They could have requested the record from EPA. They also had the opportunity to send information to EPA, and I know my time is up, and that goes to the 19 motion. But for these reasons, unless your counsel has further questions, uh, the petition for review should be denied, and the 19 motion should be denied. Mr. Godin, why don't you take two minutes? Thank you. Just a
2: couple <laughs> points to go back to kind of the law here the way Congress set this up, let me back up. What EPA is saying is that there is a data gap. There is no chronic data. So Congress recognized that that would happen. So what did it do? It said, you don't go straight to advanced testing. You can use tiered approaches, including acute studies, to answer, to inform that that issue. And again, it goes back to the where are the arrows pointing? What is the weight of the scientific evidence using indirect methods? So the fact that there's no chronic uh, testing out there on 12112 TCE, Congress anticipated that and said, we're going to do a stepwise uh, approach here.
1: But, so, but why isn't it enough for them to say we need this type of study to understand the effects, the chronic effects on the birds? And isn't one out there. So now we need to do one.
3: I think that's what
2: I was just uh, talking about, that there are other ways to get to that information and that answer without requiring expensive, time-consuming advanced testing. You do it through things like acute tests, like that analog, the 111 TC.
3: Or computer modeling. Or or computer
2: modeling. in In vitro. Exactly. And they were supposed to,
1: but they have a data gap spreadsheet that that explains what they looked at and what's missing from that. I mean, it just seems like there is a lot in the record here, and I'm just trying to understand like why, what is the basis for needing so much more?
2: And that, because I think Congress told them that they had to engage in some level of discussion to justify the need, and instead of us having to take their word. I think if you just look at the test order itself, there's a lot of conclusory sentences where we just have to say, okay, we believe you. And that is not what
1: plain language of the
2: statute asks.
1: I I understand you to be saying a lot of this needs to be in the test order. And I guess, isn't that just very a formality? Like if this testing is needed and it's supported by the record, why does it have to be in the test order?
2: I, I I think because Congress used the word describe and explain.
1: But you're talking about the level of detail in describing explaining It's it's for a higher level. It just seems to me, isn't that a formality you want us to remand it so they can take the information that's already there and put it in a different place?
2: I don't think they have the information yet. If you look at the administrative record, they don't explain. We have a chart of NAMS, but there's no explanation why they ruled out at least there are a couple two key ones, we think. If you look at that big spreadsheet of all the studies, there's no explanation. What about that 1-1-TC test? Were there any other studies that you you thought about? There's no explanation. We just have charts. And so under the substantial evidence standard, even in the administrative record, they still have to point this court to something where they did some analysis. It's kind of like they started it, but they didn't finish it. And I don't think I don't think this is a failure to explain case. It is a failure to explain case. But I also think it's a failure to show substantial evidence. We don't have their explanations.
0: I'm interested in why and what you think the standard of review is for this particular legislation. Do you think it's changed from, from when CMA said this requires a search, searching substantial evidence, rigorous Substantial evidence, a, a almost a sui generis substantial evidence, and you haven't even discussed that. Do you think the standard of review has changed since CMA?
2: No, I don't think there was anything in the amendments that I'm aware of that changed the substantial evidence standard. The 19- it's not
0: just substantial evidence. It's a higher, heightened substantial evidence.
2: Yes. All right, I'm glad to yeah, and, and me in really fact,
0: with
2: me. And in fact, you know, typically a substantial evidence standard under the APA is not a way to the evidence. Congress said this is a way to evidence analysis. That's the plain language. Thank you. Um,